Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bob Around Town. This is where I take a look at what's really driving us in our area. Uh, we've had uh, previous podcasts as we were just talking here today with my guest. Uh, had some favorite ones with Cops and Donuts. Talked about the Purple Gang. We're going to be talking about tattoos going to come up in uh, a few weeks as well. Also, if anybody has any scary, spooky stories, I'm going to do a Halloween show. So uh, a lot of people don't know it, but my wife and I, we do have a spirit in the house, a ghost. She's helped us out quite a bit, and she's messed with us a little bit. I've got uh, a story. Uh, working on with the Broadway Theater, uh, also CMU. But if you have a story, get a hold of me at bob at wczy.net. We're going to move on right now. Uh, it's our guest, uh, President, CEO, Rob David of McLaren Central Michigan. He's new to our area, got here in January. Rob, I'm going to talk you up a little bit right here. I found this information up on LinkedIn, okay? Rob is a proven healthcare executive with experience in operational and change management, quality improvement, patient satisfaction, and PL expertise. He's got a strong track record in delivering market share growth and improved financial performance. He drives high-performing, accountable, agile teams that consistently outperform objectives through coaching, empowering, and preparing future leaders. Wow. You do that, Rob. Rob came to us from the University Hospitals in Cleveland. He's there for 25 years. We're very fortunate to have him here in Central Michigan, Mount Pleasant and McLaren Central Michigan. Welcome, Rob. Well, Bob, thanks so much for uh, having Nicole and I today here at McLaren Central Michigan. Really appreciate it. Thanks for the uh, talk up. I've been blessed to work with some wonderful people over the years, so they're the ones that deserve all the credit of uh, of those things that were included on my LinkedIn profile. Um, but uh, and there's a, there's a lot. Thank more so look at this page i have right here and i, I can't show it to <laughs> you on the podcast but but it's definitely a long page successful career a career in cleveland university hospitals um you've got a great track record how did we get you to mount pleasant well it, it, i'll tell you it's a it, it's a great story so i used to work with uh, a guy named bill lawrence who used to be here for for many years we and all know bill don't we bill and i worked <laughs> together and very good friends he let me know about this opportunity you know i i love what bill did here and anything that i could do to help bill build on the legacy that he he had here is just uh, um, it, it's special to me, um, and that's why I'm here. I bought a home in the community, moved in recently, uh, up to my eyeballs in boxes, but really like it here. My wife and I really like it here, and we're empty nesters. We have three uh, three daughters, 28, 25, 21. So if there was any time in my career that, that I could move, it's now. Excellent. Well, we're glad to have you here. Came up from Ohio. You came from a large healthcare system, didn't you? Well, what are some of those differences when, when you go from Cleveland, you're in Ohio, you know, much larger, you're coming to McLaren. Now, that's a large healthcare system, but we're in a small community. Any differences that just really hit you right off the bat? You know, I, I think healthcare in the Midwest is is pretty similar in in some places the only difference you know the only difference that i that i see is within university hospitals where we were at many of the hospitals were within an hour of the main campus and here at at McLaren and in the state of Michigan, they could be four hours apart from closest hospital. We we have, uh, if, if you go from Petoskey, uh, which is our farthest hospital to the north, to Toledo, which is our farthest hospital to the south, it could be a seven-hour uh, drive. The The majority of the hospitals within the Cleveland area, within the university hospital market, were fairly close to one another. So it wasn't uh, as long of a drive between, um, which makes it difficult to, to share services and um, to share employees and things like that. We were able to do a little bit more of the sharing of employees. We had managers that, that covered two locations and things like that. So it just becomes a little bit different, a little bit more difficult for that. So you, you didn't go to college to learn healthcare, did you? Let's, let's, let's back up a little bit. 
Yeah, I, w- I went to school. Um, I'm a certified public accountant by trade. I uh, started the first uh, three years of my career in Big 8 public accounting. Uh, it was a wonderful training ground for uh, for me. I knew that I didn't want to be a, an accountant for the rest of my life. It just it just so happened that all of my clients were healthcare clients. Oh, really? So, so you were getting background on the industry while you're working in accounting? Correct. So uh, after the after those three years, um, you know, when I wanted to make a, a little bit change in my career, I went to uh, to work for a hospital system, and it was uh, it was great. I've been in the hospital business uh, ever since um, nineteen. 19- 91, almost uh, 31 years in healthcare have been fantastic. And, you know, that's what brings me to to work every single day. I enjoy seeing people come into the hospital and get well, people that are able, that were able to get people back to their normal life, get them back to, to seeing their grandchildren, seeing their children, um, that that's what brightens my day. Excellent. Yeah, no, we're glad to have you up. Big change. Hey, how's that moving truck doing? <laughs> Moving truck is doing great. My, uh, I get some inside information, don't I, Rob? My wonderful wife has done an amazing job of unpacking those boxes, and we're probably about 40% of the way there and still have about 40% of the way to go. Uh, exactly, because that last 20% never gets open, does it? That's correct. I, I moved in our house 31 years ago. We're still in boxes, too, okay? Exactly. That's why I said that, that's why I said 40 and 40, because yeah. the other 20 will never get uh-huh. open. Well, let's, let's get right into it a little bit, okay? Sure. What? What's so cool about McLaren? You know, I, I think the people here. Um, I really love the the leadership group within uh, within the corporate structure. I think that they do an, an amazing job. They've given me uh, wonderful support uh, for the first uh, seven, eight months that I've been here. Um, great people, uh, very, very smart minds. So I, I'm very, very impressed with the with the corporate group. And then here at uh, at Central and even the other community hospitals that I've had an opportunity to, to visit within McLaren, some of the nicest, warmest people, genuine people, really Really care about the community. Really want to do things for the community. You know, we're we're very very proud on on a couple things. We're very very proud on our quality um, and how we perform. Medicare uh, rates hospitals based on one star to five star. For the for the second uh, straight year, we're a Medicare five star rated entity. I believe 13% of the hospitals in America are, are five-star, and we have that here in Mount Pleasant. So tell us, because we don't know what five-stars mean. We know it's one better than four, one less than six. Probably Correct. don't give out six-stars. What does that mean to a patient? So what it means to a patient is, is they take a look at a number of different things. They take a look at mortality rates. They take a look at infection rates. They take a look at readmission rates and things like that, and they rank us based on on those, uh, those parameters and a number of other parameters and uh, we ranked in the top 13 percent um they gave us uh the five-star cms rated entity as as the highest you can get uh we're very very proud of that our employees are proud of it all of the physicians all of our providers our board of directors um it it's something that that we're very proud to be able to offer to our community and then further um from a patient safety standpoint there's a organization called leapfrog leapfrog uh, rates all of the hospitals graded um, a through f and we received our eighth straight a 
each uh, they do this every six months. So we just received our eighth straight A, and I think uh, that one we're in the top ten percent. Ten percent of the hospitals across America have received eight straight A's. So um, very proud of that. And you know, it, it's it's the culture that we've tried to create here. It's something that our caregivers are very very proud of, uh, and it's something that we wish to continue because that's what the community expects from us. They expect a place that is of great quality. They, um, we have patient satisfaction meetings every week. Um, we run uh, those patient satisfaction meetings. We go over all the comments of each of our, um, each of our uh, customers and all of our patients. And, you know, we make our action plans around those types of things. Uh, you know, I've, despite the fact that I'm a finance person by trade, I've always put uh, the majority of my effort, almost all of my effort into quality and and patient uh, patient experience. So those are things that are very important to me. And, and we're going to see more of that coming from you as you know, you're leading this group, this, this uh, hospital further. We're going to see more of that, right? Absolutely. What are some things that you want to do here? You know, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate every patient that comes into the, into the facility, every one of our visitors. And, you know, I, I, I always try to ask my staff to say, welcome to Welcome to McLaren. Thanks for choosing us. Um, you know, and, and I think that it really puts our, our patients' minds at ease. We're here to help them. We're honored that they have chosen us. Um, there's many different uh, different healthcare entities around around the area, around the region. And, you know, we are so happy they chose us. That That's an honor for us. And every one of those patients we want to take care of is if they were our mother, father, brother, sister. Rob, do you get out more than other uh, hospital CEOs and presidents around the hospital? I, I think I'm, I'm seeing a pattern there where you're actually going out, reaching out to people, you know, shaking their hands. We've seen you around town a number of times, a couple of presentations. Is, is that what Rob's about? Yeah, Rob's not a meeting guy. He doesn't like to sit in his office and uh, go through meetings. He likes to talk to his employees and find out what's going on there. And you can usually find me every single day rounding through the emergency department, through the OR, onto the patient floors and things like that. And, you know, I, I like to thank people for the work that they're doing, the great, the, the great jobs that they're doing. Um, and, you know, that, that's the best part of my day. Hands-on, isn't it? Rob, let's introduce the person to your right, to my left. It's Nicole Sanders. Let's, let's let you do the introduction, Rob. I want to hear that. Nicole has been a fantastic addition here. Uh, Nicole started uh, a couple months after after I um, here in, uh, in January, and she's just been a great partner. She's done everything I've asked her to, to do. We, uh, I gave her this, uh, this idea about a health fair, and a couple weeks ago, she uh, knocked it out of the park. Um, you know, the other thing... Thing that our board uh, challenged us to do too is is to go out and visit all of the local businesses in in the uh, in the community. Tell them what a great great uh, job that we're doing here within within the hospital. And then you know I've had a, Nicole's also uh, scheduled meeting after meeting after meeting with all of the the local constituents, all of our local colleague. Uh, colleague organizations throughout uh, Mount Pleasant and she's just done a tremendous job we're honored to have her lucky to have well, her you're, you're, you're you. working hard Thank over you. here so I'm so, so what, what are your jobs what, what are your goals when you're here to help the hospital you're here to help Rob what, what are well, you doing my biggest my biggest goal here and I, I want to say it's a privilege to come back actually to McLaren Central Michigan I had been in this in a similar role um, from 2000. 10 roughly to 2015. Um, and I'm very happy to be back. Um, this is my hospital. I live in Mount Pleasant. Um, 
my family is here. Um, so it, it's it's important for me to want to help. And, you know, a couple things, you know, uh, staffing recruitment has been important. Um, physician recruitment has been another topic that we've been working heavily and we're, on. we're going to get to that too, okay? <laughs> um, but obviously, <laughs> yeah. so Rob and I have been trying to go out, meet with, of, of course, our, our community, getting back out there, um, reestablishing some connections, you know, and, and reintroducing myself and, and Rob to the group. So it's been great. Good, good. And, and the handshakes are awesome, aren't they? Yes. I, I know you've been uh, presenting o- and meeting over at the chamber board, and we get a yes. chance to meet Rob too. Uh, really appreciate that. Let's let's move on. Let's do that segue to recruitment. I, I think it's a challenge for every business in the United States right now. I don't think it's just in healthcare, but to me, much like education, healthcare, public safety, it's very important that we ha- have these hospitals staffed properly. I'm reading stories that some hospitals are closing their urgent cares at certain times be- be- because they don't have enough employees. That's that's brutal for a community. That's how how are true. you guys keeping it going? Well, I think, you know, we've, I've tried to work very closely with HR, you know, um, different ideas as far as reaching those individuals. Um, one thing we have seen, and with COVID, I mean, I think everyone is is tired, you know, and a lot of our staff did go um, and look at travel opportunities for themselves. What we're seeing now, though, some of some of them are coming back, you know, so this, um, this was their work family, um, and they're rejoining their, their work family here. But recruitment with HR and, and staffing has, has been a huge priority. So getting back out there, yesterday, in fact, our HR department was actually at Mid-Michigan Community, Community College um, at a health fair that they had, or I'm sorry, a, a job fair that they had there yesterday, which was great. Um, so we're trying to reestablish those connections and kind of get back out there again. How, how difficult is it to recruit a specialized surgeon or a doctor uh-huh. or, you know, someone with a specialty that we need in our backyard? How difficult is that nowadays? It's extremely difficult, extremely difficult because there are so many different opportunities for these folks throughout uh, throughout the United States. Many of them have as many as seven or eight different offers that they're entertaining. But you know, when we bring someone here to Mount Pleasant, I was pleasantly surprised, m- no pun intended, pleasantly surprised at the wonderful amount of shopping, the wonderful amount of restaurants. I mean, it, it literally feels like it's its own bubble. You really don't need to go outside of Mount Pleasant. Um, all of the, everything, all the amenities, you know, if you're a hiker, if you're a golfer, if you're a tennis player, if you're whatever, whatever your desire is, they, we, we have it here. And like everyone tells me that you're only a half, uh, an hour and a half away from everything. So, uh, including some of the best fresh water available on the planet, right? Right. You know, we, we have it here, but you know, we have to be realistic sometimes too, that, that, you know, the physicians you're talking about, when you have eight offers, oh boy, you know, some of them are going to be in larger areas, larger systems, maybe a chance for further growth. I don't know how that goes in the industry, but, but again, so my understanding is you're selling a lifestyle, aren't you? Selling a lifestyle. And the other thing that we have, um, that's fortunate for us, uh, within McLaren is we have, um, I believe it's 13 or 14 community hospitals. And within those 13 or 14 community hospitals, five of them have residency programs. So the residency program should be your feeder for for your organizations. We, we're training these folks. Um, and I always say within a residency program, you're successful if you do two things. The first thing is, is on graduation, if I ask that resident, do you feel comfortable with all of the great training that we've given you? Can you take care of 99% of the pay, 
patients that that are presented in front of you. And I can't tell you how many times I've asked that question and unequivocally I've heard these residents say, you know, Mr. David, I really feel as though that we have received wonderful training um, at uh, at this hospital. Thank you so much. And then the second piece of it, if you're successful, is how many of you, how many of you did we retain? We trained you for the last three to six years. How many of you did did we retain? So tonight I am uh, driving uh, 150 miles to Macomb uh, in an effort to recruit some primary care physicians here to the community. I think there are 22 residents that are. Uh, going to have a resident dinner at Macomb. And, you know, those are the efforts that I'm making to uh, to bring great quality physicians here. And, you know, I can assure you when we recruit a physician here, um, I would take my family to any one of those, any one of those physicians. If, if we find that it's not the right fit, then we're going to look for the right fit and we'll find the right one for this community. And you're saying those physicians are already within your healthcare system within That's McLaren, correct. you know, uh, reminds me of, you know, uh, Mark Cuban, you know, owner of the Mavericks was, was asked, oh, my, why are we training all these people if they just get up and leave? And he said, well, what if we don't train them? And it just leaves a void there at that point. So so the search is far and wide for recruitment. Rob, Nicole, uh, how important is a hospital with our community and how can we keep us more healthy here? You know, I, I think it's... I think it's several things. I think it's I think it's the importance of diet. I think it's the importance of exercise. I think it's the importance of uh, of an annual physical to uh, to your primary care physician or or nurse practitioner or physician assistant. You know, I think that those things are very very important. Um, uh, any type of wellness checks for for babies uh, on a on a annual annual basis. You know, I think those things are very important. Um, mammograms for women screening colonoscopies for uh for people and if your family's had a um a run on on uh, colon cancer anything of the like um you should probably get screened earlier rather rather than later um you know the the problem that we've seen with with um with the pandemic and in covid is that people are fearful to come into the hospitals uh anymore they're fearful of coming into their physician offices for for their annual checkups and annual physicals and things like that and we've seen some some instances in which um you know maybe if we would have gotten that screening colonoscopy earlier, uh, maybe that uh, it would have been a little bit uh, easier to detect those cancers and things like that. So I can't impress upon everyone to see your primary care physician on an, on an annual basis, uh, get uh, get your screenings and really practice um, great uh, population health. And, you know, the, the importance of diet and, and exercise can't be... Um, can be underestimated. How are we doing in Isabella County? Oh, there, there is some room for improvement. Um, we actually had just completed um, or worked with an organization to clean our community needs assessment. And so that's something we're talking about with, the, with that data, um, how we want to approach that in the next few years. So that's something we are working on and that will be rolled out in the next few months. It's, it's a very big challenge for our community, you know, yes. because you really have to talk to people about lifestyles. Um, I, I think the uh, the screenings are fabulous. I, I You talk about colonoscopies. I think they're lowering the ages for men right now to possibly 50, 45, uh, maybe even 40, especially with family history. People, you know, try to get them to understand that this saves pain in the future, saves money in the future. 
exactly. you know, um, to be more proactive. How do we do that? Because it's really hard to reach everybody because there's a lot of people who just, they can't leave their home. How do, is that up to the hospital to find them at that point? Well, I think it's important for education, you know, to, to reach in the, that, that, that group, that individual that might be out there, looking at the resources too that might be able to help us bridge that gap. You know, one thing we've really tried to do is really establish those connections as well with our other community organizations. You know, our health fair was one prime example of that, bringing everyone here. We had about 21, 22 area organizations part of that health fair. And so having that um, as one resource is what was one of our goal here. And you will see that coming up the next in the next year for us and some of our projects that we have is bringing those resources to the community um, a little further. The one thing I noticed that uh, McLaren Central Michigan is always doing, doing a lot of outreach. Tell us about a couple of your programs that you do. And it's outreach, but also those screenings, those yes. monthly meetings yes. and everything for, you know, promoting positive health care in our yes. community. So that is one of our goals. Um, we have lots of screenings, getting our primary care physicians, you know, to, to have some of those. Um, we do skin cancer screenings usually in the in the spring in the summer. We have some memory care or memory screenings coming up um, actually this fall as well. So people that might be concerned about their memory, their loved one's memory, questions regarding that. Those are some things that we're that we offering in the next next few months. Cholesterol screenings. So um, every month our lab here um, we give a special rate for some of those tests and things. So it, it is a good resource. If anyone has any questions about that, they can always call. And ask for our current screenings. That phone number is 989-772-6773 and they'd be happy to help. Very good. You know that phone number by heart. I, I love do. that, Nicole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Rob, you've been in healthcare a long time. You know, uh, again, we're going to talk because I really, you know, into the screenings and the pre- preventative medicine. Um, how important is that for the hospital? It's very important for from a hospital standpoint because we can detect things much earlier um, in a person's life through uh, as simple as a, as a blood test or as simple as a, um, a cardiac uh, test or as simple as um, a, a diagnostic x-ray, CT, or, or an MRI. We can detect those things um, much sooner. Screening colonoscopy, the same thing. You know, we want to make sure that we try to catch these things sooner rather than later. Um, there's a much higher life expectancy if we're able to catch something sooner in the game than, than, than later. And, you know, I just want to encourage people to, to make sure that they're seeking the, the health care that they need. And they need to have access to great health care. And that's why we're really trying to recruit um, some additional physicians to come, come on board uh, here at, uh, at McLaren Central. And, you know, we're, we're really looking forward to that, uh, to that recruitment process over the course of the next several years. That's what I committed to our board is uh, to recruit a great group of, of clinicians to come into this community. We need them. We'll take them too. Nicole, this is, this is going to be for you and I a little bit, okay? Because we have more history with the hospital. My son was born here 26 and a half years ago. And, you know, I, I've been here way too many times that I'd like to count and for reasons or whatever. But there's been some fabulous changes with this facility over the years too. So yes, first of all, yes. your changes are that you're in a neighborhood. Yes. We, we can't yes. grow square footage anymore, right? Okay. Okay. No, you think? No, okay. No, know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you no. know, but but the building is where it's at. The building cannot be picked up and moved to any other location. Really, it wouldn't make sense. Rob's, you know, the accountant. He's going to go. We're not spending money on that, right, Rob? <laughs> you know. But yeah, yeah. Well, future is different, right? But you know, it, it's 
you know, I, I, again, you know, what's new here? I, the, the emergency room, fabulous yes. right now. I yes. mean, that's it's that's beautiful. the one I I notice very well it's when you beautiful. come in here. But but it, it's just the system that you have for when you come in. Talk about that a little bit, Nicole. Well, our, our hospital was established in 1943, um, and of course, it's had new additions and, and with service lines being added over those years. Most recently, we did um, a large emergency room department um, addition. Um, I think it was probably started began about seven years ago and finished up probably about. Uh, five or six years ago, roughly. Um, beautiful building, beautiful area, beautiful entrance, beautiful welcoming area to our hospital. So with that, um, we do actually have um, a newer patient registration area as well that we are have reestablished in our, our east entrance to give individuals coming in who needs to, need to register for ancillary services, your, your x-ray, diagnostic imaging, lab work, um, can utilize that that entrance there. So, Well, let's talk about that patient experience. You know, uh, emergency rooms used to be brutal. And to tell you the truth, I was in an emergency room with my mother-in-law earlier this year in a, in a metropolitan area, and, and I was just flabbergasted by how they piled people into one room, how it was dirty, it was filthy. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's been two years since I've been in the emergency room here. Well, that's a good the thing. Yeah, yeah, that's we're going we're gonna, to keep um, on doing that. But, but, but you know, it, it was a, it's a completely different experience. Well, one thing I will say that, and I, I grew up in the metropolitan Detroit area, I'll be honest with you. Um, I've been here in the Mount Pleasant area for just over 20 years. Um, and one thing I've noticed, because I've, I've been at the larger ha- hospitals downstate, of course, um, growing up, it's here you're not a number. You are a person. It's It could be your neighbor, the person you see at the grocery store that's taking care of you. So one thing that's very special to us, of course, we've mentioned is our staff that we take a lot of pride in, um, but it's our staff that takes care of our neighbors. It's taking They're taking care of our community members, um, which is so important and I think unique to our situation and, our, and, and is a huge benefit to our area here. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, the patient experience, when they go to the emergency room, we hope they never visit here, but they do. But you also have the facility right here in this location to deal with that. A very, very much better than anyone else around here, right? Yeah, and, and great. Uh, I'm glad Nicole recognized our employees, fantastic employees and fantastic clinicians. Um, they are in the process of, of trying to get everyone in as soon as possible and get them discharged out as soon as possible. Uh, if they need to stay for, uh, for some additional testing or, or stay overnight or, or that, um, you know, that, that happens from time to time. But the majority of the people that come into the emergency room, we're lucky that they're able to be discharged within a very, very timely, uh, uh, within a great time frame. I met with the ER group uh, a couple weeks back and they showed me um, the admission time to the discharge time. And it's some of the best numbers uh, that are out there. Now, don't get me wrong. There are occasions where uh, last Friday evening, we were extremely, extremely busy. And some things happen in the emergency department that, that you can't expect. There could be um, traffic, a major traffic accident where many people are transported or someone comes in with a cardiac event that requires many additional resources that, that you have to go to. And sometimes the waiting time is a little bit longer, but on average, uh, it is very, very, um, very, very good here. I would bring my family here to, to this ER any any day of the week. The providers are fantastic. The, the the 
The employees are, are phenomenal. And, you know, one of the things that we take great pride in is taking a look at, at the comments from our, uh, from, from our customers and taking a look to see how they rated each one of our physicians. We look at that every single, uh, every single month, every single week. Um, it's very, very important to us. And, you know, fortunately for us, our, our scores in the emergency department have been on the climb for the last, uh, last three months. They're really starting to hit their strides and get it up to the 80, 90th percentile, which is something that we're very, very proud of. Hard to make those changes uh, quickly, isn't it? You know, I, it, it's a great group of people. And, you know, I think that if you focus on those kinds of things, on quality and patient experience and and share the data and share the comments with, with people, they really appreciate it. And, you know, doctors are very, very uh, competitive people. They all want to be the best. So it really puts a, a great onus on them when they see their scores compared to their colleagues. So works out very well. Competition is great for the customer, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> hey, we're getting near the end right now. Um, what's coming up at McLaren in the future? What are some great plans? And, and I know you can't tell us everything, you know, but maybe one teaser, you know, if I can get one teaser out of you, but what's what's coming up here? Well, you know, let me go back over the mm-hmm. course of the last uh, last year and some of the investments that we've made into our into our organization. You know, one of the things that we did not talk about here and we are extremely lucky having lived in in some rural areas during the earlier years of of my life. Um, we have a state of the art cancer uh, care here. People don't have to travel great distance, great distances to get either chemo- chemotherapy, radiation oncology. We just put in a four million dollar linear accelerator for for radiation oncology, one of the state of the art machines in the entire country. We're in the process of, and uh, and these aren't aren't. Um, exciting projects, but we're putting a $2 million infrastructure um, upgrade into our, uh, to our HVAC system, um, which will save, uh, save us several hundred thousand dollars per year and in um, less water utilization. And so you'll like see that. that return pretty quickly as an accountant. You love that. Well, you know, the, and it, you know, we're stewards of the environment too. Yes, yes. So these are thousands and thousands of gallons of water that we're not going to have to use anymore. Um, and then we have some other upgrades that uh, that we have planned over the course of the next year or so. Um, some updates with with some equipment that uh, that we've budgeted for for next year. So we're really looking forward to that. We just bought uh, um, again brand new OR tables. Don't sound like anything um, fantastic, but you know, again, investing in the future, investing in in our departments where we need to invest in and. and and investing in our employees. I'm going to back up a minute, you know, uh, if you have a couple of more minutes, yes, both of, of you. Um, you. You brought up, you know, the, the, the cancer center. I'd like to talk about that a little bit more because cancer is hitting everywhere. And, and Nicole, as you know, it's, it's hitting, it hit me pretty close. And I was a patient there, you know, with radiation and everything pretty much your only cancer center in the area, really, isn't it? Yes. We're, well, I mean, we are the only hospital in Isabella yes. County. Um, but no, having the Carmanos um, Cancer Center here as part of our Maury Cancer Center is amazing. And it's amazing that we have that resource. Um, it is the 
the largest of the the cancer centers in the in the state. Um, and so for us to have that resource here for our community is is important. You know, the the big thing is that uh, you know cancer treatment. Everybody has to drive. It seems like it, but I know for a fact I had thirty five radiation treatments here. You know, and it was awesome. Uh, not not that I loved it. Okay, don't get no, it the wrong way. But no. but you know the, the the experience because I would come in my lunch hour and that's what I would do. Just lay there and you know just have them do their work. And it was really nice knowing that I didn't have to leave town because exactly. a couple of times I did have to uh, exactly. for for whatever reason you know and to be able to have that facility here. I don't think people really know the importance of it to really understand it and that's why i'm going to be a big uh, proponent uh you know and talk it up and all that as well too rob did we miss anything yet i have one thing yeah, okay yo no i don't um, mind at all nicole <laughs> one thing we, and we yeah. talked about covid and the impact mm-hmm. we've, yes. we've all had um one other area here at the hospital that's impacted has been our volunteers um, so historically, we've been 125, 150 volunteers across the board prior to. We're down to about 23, 24. Wow. You're at about, you we at about 20%. Yeah. So wow. honestly, wow. though, and truly, we, we get it. Okay. A lot of our volunteers yep. are maybe a little bit older, concerned about COVID. Um, we were limiting people coming in the hospital, of course, during that time. Um, and so, but we are, are trying to actively seek individuals for volunteering. So. And so, let, so let's talk, so, what's it like to be a volunteer? And if you want to do it, who do you get a hold of? Well, um, I would be the main contact okay. for that um, here at the hospital. A couple of different opportunities. We do have a surgical um, desk where people come in and that volunteer will greet them, you know, make sure their family is, is set. Um, we do have a, a wonderful volunteer opportunity as well at our, our West entrance right now. Um, having somebody there to greet people, welcome them to the hospital if they do need to, you know, go to another area, maybe just, you know, help escort them to that area. And, and so. this area, is this the Shirley Decker? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Volunteer area. Well, yes, so yep, we, we all yep. know Shirley Decker in town, oh, and she's, she's been amazing. a lifelong volunteer. I think maybe, yes. dare I say, when the hospital opened? Could be. You'll have to ask Sherry about yeah. that exact date. I don't think I have that on record. To be I know. I know. I always loved visiting oh, the hospital. Oh, I amazing. see her at the front desk. So, she's yep. amazing. So, she's yes, amazing. if you want to be like Shirley, um, yes. we do have opportunities here available. So Excellent. That's something I wanted to mention. As and, well. and you're really giving back to the community and you're helping the people who need the help. The ones who are ill, sick, you know, have, have some physical ailments. And those are the people we need to concentrate on. Exactly. Yeah. And and honestly, anyone over the age of 18, if it is a stu- somebody, a student, college student that would like to kind of get their foot in the door, learn about the hospital in a different capacity. It's a great opportunity to come in, learn different people, learn different areas, um, and obviously have a good feeling, you know, that you're helping someone out as well. Yeah, that's very good. Very good. Very good, Nicole. Rob, anything I missed with you? We were talking about access to health care yeah. and, and things like that. You know, the federal government has done a very, very good job and the insurance companies have done a very good job of telehealth. So that's another option if a patient can't get in due to uh, due to uh, transportation or or anything of the like, they can still con- contact uh, through telehealth, and that uh, that patient can be seen if they have a uh, a phone that that has a camera on it or a, a laptop that has has a camera on it or anything like that, or even through a phone call. Um, you know, we I, I always. 
I'm not a clinician by trade. I'm, I'm a finance person, but I always err on the side of conservatism. If you're concerned about your health, if you're concerned with a loved one, please um, make a phone call to, to, to someone if you're not able to get in to see that provider. And, and isn't that something we learned over the last three years? Oh my gosh, we could have been doing telehealth for a long time. Now we have to. And look what happened. So. And, and McLaren does have different avenues with that as well. Um, a couple different avenues, visiting just McLaren.org. Um, you can schedule an appointment that way as well. Very good. Very good. Well, thank you for being a guest today. Both thank of you. you. That was a lot of fun, huh? See, it didn't you. even hurt that much, no, did it? I told painless. you it wouldn't, you know? So, <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you, Bob, it was, uh, it was an honor and a privilege. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And, you know, as I said, I, I, I'm willing to do this as much as you like. Um, we're here to, to help the community. We're, we're here to educate the community on, on any type of medical issues. And I'll tell you, our physicians love to go out into the community. They love to educate the population. That's something that, that they do without uh, even being asked. Um, I can't tell you how much that they enjoy um, going out and educating our community on, on things like that. We've had a few in the studio at the radio station. Um, we saw them plenty at the health fair. They were walking around. I really appreciated that because you don't see a lot of health. You know, the doctors really, I mean, they're busy. They have a lot going on, you know? So, you know, and, and isn't it a little bit better by this? A side note, prescriptions are done electronically, so you can actually read them now, you know? So, absolutely. <laughs> that is a tough one right there. Again, thank you again, oh, Nicole Sanders, you. Rob okay. David, for joining me in October. Hey, by the way, here's a little push for the next show. We're looking for spooky, scary Halloween stories. Do we have any ghosts at McLaren Hospital? I'm sure there's probably some stories. Well, if you find want to a story around, for I me, will, okay? Uh, we'll talk to we'll talk that. to Shirley about that one, right? <laughs> if you have a good story, we do have a couple. Contact me at bob at wczy.net. If you have a, an idea about a show, always reach out to. And remember, you can listen to this podcast in a variety of ways, including our other shows: Spock Sports Show, The Life of Sean, great series from the Mount Pleasant CVB. It's all at www.mymichiganpodcast.com or wherever you find great audio, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Audible. We, we're all over the place right now. So thanks again for joining us on the podcast. Joining me around Bob Around Town. Let's talk.